from the Ticats Audio Network. This is a Coach O Show with Luke Tasker. Hey, Ticat fans. Yes, welcome to the Coach O Show with Luke Tasker. That's me, and I'm joined every week by Orlando Steinauer, head coach of the Hamilton Tire Cats. Coach, congratulations being 3 and 0. the last uh, stretch of the season here as uh, as the games get more and more important, you guys are taking care of business uh, uh, better and better each week. Um, you solidified your playoff appearance. Congrats on that as well. What is what's the feeling what is that feeling like as a head coach? Well, I mean, when you start each season, you know, you, of course, you just want to get through the preseason healthy and and then start the regular season. But the first goal is always to get into the playoffs. You know, the other stuff is for the, the media and the fans. But in order to get to the ultimate prize, the only way you can do that is to get in first. And of course, you know, from being around here, once that box is checked, then you start, you know, understanding the scenarios of home playoff games or potential buys and that stuff. So, uh, the fact that we were able to check that box, there's never a bad week to check the box to give yourself a chance to win a championship. And, you know, the goal is always to not be one of the three teams that uh, are getting glad bags. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. The uh, As a player, I do remember, you know, a little bit of a big exhale. I mean, you know, they're, that you, like you said, you checked that box and no matter what happens for the next two weeks, you know you're going to have a chance at it. Um, do you take the foot off the pedal at all? Are there some guys who you're going to expect to see a little less of from your own team or is it, are you motivated and and are these guys ready to go to try to, to try to get a bye week Is it that important or is health more important? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think each year presents its own set of challenges. And I think I'd be lying to you if I said one was more important than the other, you know, pushing hard, uh, for the goals of a bye week at the expense of not being healthy is tough. And, uh, you know, as we say that uh, the best ability is actually availability. And if you're, if you're not available, um, you're not, you're not good to anybody. So I think each week it's, it's different. We're always going to take the field and try to win. There's not any game that we will ever approach I know as long as I'm in charge here or any time that you were even around that we said, you know, it's okay if that, that doesn't even enter the mind. If we're, if we're that concerned about injuries and whatnot, we ought to not play somebody or, or sit them down or have a plan to say they're only going to play X amount of quarters. But uh, if you're in, we're playing to win. Yeah. Coach things have, uh, changed uh, you know as the seasons as the season has progressed for you guys uh, obviously the wins have started to come and that's you know the biggest the biggest thing is to start filling up the the win column and you've done that what the, the team looks different though in the early games there were struggles that we're not seeing anymore in your in your eyes what's been the biggest difference that on this team's progression through the season takeaways turnovers um, I love the, I love the specific answer. Cause you're so right. That is, that is it. That turnover ratio is, is, uh, is deadly. Go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you're not interrupting at all. It's a conversation. And so it's, that would be that I think we're protecting the quarterback uh, a lot better and uh, we're getting after the quarterback uh, sack columns is always what everybody looks at, but uh, being close does count when you're rushing the passer. And so 
while it may not show up in the stats, if, if you got somebody uncomfortable back there, you know, oftentimes that makes a huge difference also. Uh, special teams wise, I feel like we've given our football team some great starting field position more consistently. Although we haven't hit the home runs, I feel like we've had a few doubles and a, and a lot of singles um, to, you know, get a first down or two that our offense doesn't have to get. Um, and, you know, we've just kind of, uh, you know, and I think that our comp- complimentary and situation football has improved. And if it hasn't tangibly improved, the awareness of it has. Um, some of those things, when you have a more veteran team that just goes without saying, and maybe, you know, you may be reminding, you know, in your cases, you may knew it's a, you may have known it as a player that it was a crucial situation. And so you're yelling out to your guys, ball security, um, where that's not even in the mind of a young player. It's where am I going? How am I lining up? What's my split? Where that's where leadership comes in. That's the things that people don't quite understand where, you know, maybe they see you cover the ball up and they're like, oh, that's the reminder. And that's where, you know, and, and so when you have a younger team, some of that thing has to come from from coaching. And so I think, you know, I've said about five things now after saying something specific, but I think all those things combined have given us a better chance to win each week. Yeah. Uh, no, you're, you're so right. And there's a lot of, lot of things that go into the progression each season. And I so, I so remember years where you get to that, to October, November, and the film from July doesn't even look like the same team. I mean, it's entirely, it just, everything progressed and you, and you grew, went such a, uh, you know, became such a different unit that, I mean, the turnover ratio is just so telling. And of course the three teams leading with the best turnover ratios are Winnipeg, Sask and the Ticats. And those are the teams that have been able to win in recent, uh, you know, in the, in the last, last stretch of the season, uh, especially um, RJ Broadhead and I, when we're up in the booth every week, we get on some sort of rant or spiel about the uh, Ticats defensive secondary. There's interceptions across the board there. You have somebody leading in knockdowns, leading in interceptions. It's just a very, very impressive unit. Is that, is that unit uh, part of the team identity? I mean, is, are they, cause to, to, for us, for onlookers, when I think of the Ticats right now, I think of a, of a solid, uh, a, a defensive secondary that's very, very hard to move the ball down the field on. What is their presence in the locker room and in the team meetings like that unit? You know, I'll answer it kind of backwards. In, in the locker room, I, I really wouldn't know, Luke. You know, I, you, you've been around me for a little bit, and I, I'm just not a steady presence down there. You know, unless I'm heading to the therapy room, I just really feel like that's that's the player's domain and, you know, and, and that's it. And, you know, I don't have people taking the temperature. That's truly handled by by the players, and that's just the way we choose to do it around here. Uh, the secondary, you know, so their their identity, you know, obviously the number one criteria to play in our secondary is, is a playmaker and are you versatile? Can you play more than one position? And that's just something that, that I've learned and it's something that we look for. And, you know, not every, everybody can do that. You know, you'd like to say everybody, this is a field half, this is a field corner, but you've got to be flexible. And, and for the most part, we've had to, our halfbacks have been in place and at our Sam slash nickel position, but our, our corners have been interchangeable. And, you know, even, you know, we've had some injuries at halfback and whatnot, but it, you just have to kind of be a student of the game and, and be ready to plug and play. And, and I feel like they have that. I feel like, you know, uh, Craig Butler's done an outstanding job with them. And of course, Mark uh, laying the foundation before and, 
you know, that's kind of where I cut my teeth in this league. And, you know, so I feel like uh, between the three of us, we have a decent amount of knowledge to pass on and, but also give a lot of grace for mistakes. You know, we're far from perfect back there, but I think that they compete with each other. I think they have fun. I think there's a genuine appreciation. Um, you know, our fourth, our fourth part of our team that, you know, it's always offense, defense, and special teams, but we refer to our, our look team or scout team as a fourth phase that is very important. It never shows up on game day or gets credit, but they're making us better in practice every day. And you know how important those looks are, especially from being on the other side. Um, you know, when Dane used to, you know, whiz the ball around against our defense and, and whatnot, and, and then the look that the defense gives is, is extremely important. So, um, you know, they're, they're deserving of, of what they've had, but I think they would be the first, if you sat them all down, they'd tell you about the plays they didn't make. And, uh, but, uh, I think our identity also comes from the being close counts up front. Also, you know, it's amazing how good you can cover when there's pressure and it's amazing how much pressure you can get when you cover good. And that's why football is beautiful. It's the ultimate team sport. That's great. Yeah, you're so right. It's been a fun, fun, fun defense to watch uh, this year. Uh, you, you've brought up the the fourth phase uh, of the Ticats a couple times this year. I think that's just a really, really great coaching point that you've obviously developed. Uh, you know, as you've as you've become a head coach and Jalen Acklin last week. I just just to recall off the top of my head, he had an interview with uh, Louis B and. He, he just gave some love, like spread some love around to his, uh, to the guys in his receiving room that aren't finding their way on the field on, on game days, but are, mm. you, you know, really, really working and helping this team get better in that, you know, in that uh, fourth phase that you, that you say. So it, that change that you've made in a personal level, as a head coach, you obviously put an emphasis on making that a very important part of this, this 2021 team. It appears to be paying off. You'd say. Well, you'd think so. I think it's important that everybody get recognized. I mean, and I know I keep referencing this, but, you know, I mean, I know you can relate. And for the people listening, it's, you know, how many times were we in a team meeting when we were passing out a, a T-shirt or, or whatnot and it wasn't even a player? You know, it might have been the chef. It, yeah. it, some weeks it might have been uh, the video coordinator. And everybody's vested in this. And the video coordinator is never going to use a name in the paper and neither is the chef and neither are the people serving our food or the custodian. And they're all breathing the same way. They're just not as tired after practice as we are, you know? Um, yeah. But other than that, they ride the roller coaster the same ride. And I just think that there's, you know, everybody has a title, but they're people first and we treat them as people and everybody's kind of held accountable and, and then away we go. Yeah, uh, I can I can account firsthand to that. Uh, I don't think I was ever part of a of a team where we recognized sort of the uh, the second tier or you know the uh, the non non player people that were important to the on field success as as 2019 uh, when you were in charge and it goes a long way. It makes makes uh it makes the whole whole system work better when everybody knows they're appreciated. So you you certainly have that in mind. Um, so coach. Toronto this week, it's obviously a big game. A win for Hamilton means a loss for Toronto. It's a beautiful thing to have uh, in control. Two of the three meetings this year, Toronto has won each of those games by one point. 
in the last mm. two weeks, they've won by a handful of points each game. Is there something about this team that you that you can notice that's tangible that you say this is why they're able to win those close games? Well, I just think they have a belief system, you know, and I think when you when you win a lot of close games, um, whether you look at it like that or not, but you kind of are slowly getting battle tested. And when you start when you're in those situations, I think, you know, sometimes there's less panic. Uh, just because you you think that you, you know, you're in every game. So, you know, I don't really speak for other teams or whatnot. I can just tell you what I see is that they've won some close games and found a way to win. And that's why, you know, they're a game better than us at this point. And so credit them. Um, No, we're going to have our hands full. But if you said, you know, we could fast forward the season and with two weeks to go, you'd be playing for for first place. You'd probably sign up. Yeah, And so I love the buildup. I love the media. It's part of, you know, we're in a sports entertainment business, but there's a test every week. Right. And so right now we're preparing for that and this is fun, but uh, the most fun is when you kick the ball off. So, you know, they're going to be ready to go and we're going to be ready to go. And then that's why you kick the ball off. That's great. Uh, Your team found another way to win last week as they've, as they've, uh, made a habit of in the last month of, of playing, but what's, what's the change you're looking to see from them going into this, uh, this matchup with Toronto? What do they, where do they still need to get better? I think we just need to close out games a little bit cleaner. Uh, we found a way to close out games and I know we're splitting hairs there at the end of the day, it's about one more point in winning, mm. but there are some improvements. Uh, you know, you'd like to see, you know, guys are playing hard and that's what I love. And you, you hate to, uh, be overly critical of, uh, say, maybe a no yards penalty when a guy blows a guy up and backs him in and he's four and a half yards away instead of five. And but I guess when you leave plays in other people's hands, you know, it's a 50 50 call, you know, so you don't want to close down aggression, but you do want to draw attention to it. You know, with their first. The first thing we do is we're going to address the elephant in the room, right? And that's that's what we do. We strive to get better. So we'd like to see some improvement in that area. And it's not that we've had a uh, you know a whole boatload of penalties. It's the timing of them sometimes. You know, you could only have three in a game, and if they're all crucial, they're, they're magnified. So you like to see a little bit of a uh, improvement there. And I think last week we struggled a little bit uh, on both sides of the ball on second down, and and that, but we did make some timely conversions and some timely stops at crucial times that uh, definitely uh, were part of the the positive outcome. So those are some things, but each week uh, presents its own challenges, but uh, definitely would like to see some improvement in those areas for sure. Yeah. Timely, timely turnover as well. You know, you had another interception this week that was just, that came at a time where the game could have started to, to tilt back, uh, you know, in the fa- in BC's uh, favor, momentum. Speaking to the momentum, and your defense comes up with a came up with an interception. It's just you know that that that's sort of been what's popped out of popped off the field to me in the booth this year is just the timeliness of some of the big plays and the timeliness of some of the turnovers and uh, you know that comes in my experience as a player that comes from guys understanding the magnitude of the moment guys who are hungry to, to, to be the guy and, and to make the play. And it seems to me like a good recipe uh, going into the postseason as well. Um, Coach, I appreciate your time every week. It's been a pleasure and uh, looking forward very much to, to see this game uh, in Toronto this weekend. 
That makes two of us. Thanks, right, Luke. Man. I appreciate it. Bye for now. The Coach O Show with Luke Tasker. Like, subscribe, and find out what Coach is thinking every Tuesday.